Well, we're starting a new series today called Built to Last, and uh, I love times like this because, you know, we, we had our, we've really honestly had an amazing uh, start to the year. We, uh, we started with Prepare, you heard me talk a little bit about that, and uh, it was just an amazing time of services and prayer and fasting, and uh, we're kind of now into the groove of things. People really at this point really start coming to church or looking for churches, uh, they're wanting to uh, live out their New Year's resolutions, whatever it may be, and so they're really starting to get on track, and so I love times like this, I love when we're intentional about series like this because our, our heart is and our hope is to really do this right here. Help you see what it's like to be built to last. And today as we, as we unpack this, what I really want to do is, is I really want to answer the question, how? How do you do this? How, how do you build to last, and it's really going to set the premise of where we're going over the next few weeks. And, and I want you to open up your Bibles, Matthew chapter seven, uh, verse twenty-four. We'll get there in, in just a little bit, but uh, I, I want I want you to know again as as we welcomed our first-time guests. You know, we're always we're, we're so glad that you're here. We're honored that you're here. We want to serve you in every way that we can. Um, but you're going to find if you've been around here for any amount of time, we're really really big on on helping people take next steps finding out what's your next step you know for some of you we've got 101 coming up at the beginning of February and 101 is our is our next steps class it really helps you understand a little bit more about what milestone church is and how you can become a part and then after that you've got 201 where we start learning how God wired you and where you can serve and and how you can make a difference and make an impact and uh, you know you may be going well I've been coming for a while and I've gone to 101 I've gone to 201 well 301 is for you that's at the end of at the end of February and really what I love about 301 is it really accentuates what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks and it really accentuates this series. It's about really getting into a small group and getting into the foundations of, of not just who we are as a church but biblical foundations. Foundations that are going to help you continue to grow and learn and develop into who God has always called you to be. And, you know, when I think about this series, the truth is we're around building all the time. You, you, some of you, you may be in a profession where you're working with your hands and you're building. You may be uh, in, a, in a place where uh, you maybe you have little children like I do, and it's, you're building Legos and you're building all sorts of things. My, my uh, brother sent a late Christmas gift to my little girls, and uh, the last thing I need at my home is more little pieces of things. Right? I mean, if you got little kids, you know what I'm talking about, okay? It's like, I don't know, like, wh what happened to, like, don't make it small, choking hazard? I think that went out the window, you know, with the little kids. They're like, let's make lots of little things that are small, and maybe they're in cahoots with, like, the, the, the Tupperware or, like, like plastic bin, like, industry, because then you're like, I need to buy more plastic bins and put all these little things in because they end up everywhere. You know what I'm talking about if you got little kids, okay? So they sent them this bag, and, and it was full of all these little pieces and apparently it was like this like it's like this jewelry thing you got like these wrist things and then you've got like headbands and you can make necklaces and earrings and you just kind of design your own little like jewelry and you like pop it together and it's great I've already had my dog you heard it if you were here during prepare you heard about my dog that ate a, ate a puzzle piece my dog has already eaten one of these little pieces of jewelry okay if anyone is looking for a little dog I've got one you can have it it's Wendy I hope Wendy's not Wendy's not here just yet she's tended to probably my dog that ate something okay so if oh she is here thank you I appreciate that yeah, I'm in trouble 
I'm in trouble. She snuck in the back. Jeff, Jeff helped me out. I appreciate that, man of God. I'm in trouble, y'all. Pray for a brother, okay? You can still take the dog. It's eating all my stuff, okay? And, 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 and so you, you, we're always, wherever in life you're at, it's always around building. You're, you're looking at how do I build and what do I do and and a lot of times, sometimes, even in society, though, you have some that, that really understand what it looks like to build, uh, and I appreciate those builders, and, and when we lived in southeast Louisiana, there are, we, had a, we had a few friends, actually, that were builders, and I always enjoyed that kind of aspect of things, um, but, but in society today, sometimes you can get around people that's like, well, just, just build what you feel. And, and, and build what feels right. I can remember as a high school uh, student and a high school athlete, my football coach, I can remember, his name was Tommy Cox. I remember to this day. And every time we had a break where uh, we were going off on spring break, whether it was during the spring or whether it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, he would always tell us, uh, don't do what, what feels right, do what is right. And, and a lot of times, though, in society, it's what, what do I feel like? What do I feel like building? And what, is, what do I want that to look like? And, and the truth is, it's more than just that. You know, I heard this story of an apologist, and if I said the name, you would know uh, who it is, and, and, a, and an apologist is an individual that defends the gospel. It's a, it's a scholarly individual. You're like, an apologist, is that like a profession, someone who professionally apologizes to people? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's an individual who's well-versed in the Word, who studied the Word, and communicates the truth about the Word in defense of the Word. Paul actually tells us, be prepared and be in-depth in the Word that you may give a defense for it. And so this individual was actually at a university, is actually at Ohio State University. We've got a lot of people from Ohio and Louisiana just coming in. They're everywhere. I love it. It's a great mixture. Lots of battles between Ohio State and LSU, but we know who the champ is, don't we? Yeah, all the LSU fans and all the LSU people in here are real excited. Purple and gold, okay? My wife included. And, and, and so, you know, th- th- there's, a, there's a building there on Ohio State called the Wex. Center. And the Wexner Center is, indivi- is, is unique because it's the first postmodern building that they built. And the whole premise behind why they built this building was to show the meaningless, purposeless aspect of life. There are halls that go nowhere. There's stairs that lead nowhere. There's pillars that have no purpose. And here's the irony. While it may be artistic and amazing to see I'll guarantee you one thing, and this is what the apologist was telling a group of students, this communicator was telling a group of students that were there. They may have taken that premise when it came to building the interior, they didn't take that premise when it came to building the foundation. Because you can't just build a foundation without purpose. Because all these things that are meaningless and artistic end up falling to the ground if you don't have a foundation that lasts. You see, what does it look like to to build to last. We all want to know this and, and we want to discover this. And here's the, the powerful thing about God's truth is that God is the master builder and he can show us how to build. He, he can show us what it looks like. He can show us how to do those things. And, and this is my prayer for you because as I keep, I've been saying this a lot and it was like the Holy Spirit spoke this to me and I just keep going back and back to it for whatever, maybe it was because my age, maybe it's because it's a new decade, I don't know, but you can do more, we, we, we overestimate what we can do in one year, this is it, 2020, it's the, and I hope it is, I believe it is the year, but we, we overestimate what we can do in a year, and we underestimate what we can do in 10, 
And I believe that this next decade can be the most fruitful decade of your life, of your marriage, of your family, of your business, of everything that you have put and are called to put your hand to if we learn how to build to last. And we can learn that. We can learn that. And, and here's my prayers. I, I began to realize this in 20 plus years of ministry. Uh, sometimes I overestimate like the fact that, that we just know. You know, and I think that the more I'm around people, the more I've coached people, walked with people, that, that you, you kind of assume that just because you're saying it, that they get it. And, and you've heard me say this before, there's times where I maybe this past week I had an opportunity to, to be with another church and I was, I was sharing with them and we were in this meeting and I was meeting with some key leaders afterwards and I was sharing with them and I shared some things with them and then I said what I say all the time. And if you've been around me any amount of time and I've shared something with you, you know what I'm about to say. I said, what do you hear me saying? Because leadership is not about what you say, it's about what they hear. And so it's amazing how sometimes you can assume, and I can assume that just because you come in and hear God's word every single week, that you actually know how to, to do it. And here's my passion for you, here's my heart for you in this series, is that you know how to, to do the stuff. How to, how to really develop a deep foundation and relationship with God. How to really grow in your, how to understand what does that look like to, to ensure that you're seeing things correctly and that you know what it is to do the things that God has called us to do. You know, building is challenging. And, and listen, I, I, there's, here's, my, here's my challenge. I like to build. I love building things. I love building stuff. But here's my challenge. My challenge is this is that I know just enough to get started. I know just enough to get into a little bit of trouble, but not enough to fix it once I'm in the middle of it. You know what I'm talking about? And here's what made it worse. YouTube. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you feel real powerful because you're like, oh, I'm going like, to change the door out on my, uh, my, my Sequoia. Okay, awesome, YouTube. O2 Sequoia change the door like all of a sudden why do I think that I know what it takes to go down to a junkyard grab a door and switch it out I don't know why you want to know why YouTube told me I could you know you feel real powerful about YouTube you know you can unplug this unplug that you can do this build that but I've learned because there have been a couple of times where I get right in the middle of stuff and some of you in here I'm grateful I'm not just don't, don't throw me under the bus after church you're some of the ones that I call when I'm like in the middle of something I'm like hey I need your help come on can you help me? how do I do this how do I do that hey can you come do this with me I'll be your apprentice I'm real good at handing you the tool that you need but I'll just watch you do it can we do it? because I've found that I I know just enough to get in the middle of something, but not enough to get out of it once I'm in the middle of it. If I hit something, I don't know how to fix and I don't know how to do. And then you've got things that you think, well, this should be pretty self-explanatory. Put together a bookcase, a bed, a, a, a couch, no problem. Right up until you buy a piece of furniture from Ikea. And you're like, well, I, I, am I like, I'm, I'm legitimately fabricating this thing by myself. There's like nine million pieces. All of the, 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 the uh, directions are like, you know, I mean, like, what is going on here? This is crazy. And you go, hey, I, I, need, a, I need a little bit of help here. And, and I want us to look at probably one of my favorite verses when I'm walking with people, coaching people, pastoring them. 
is one of my favorite verses and chapters in, 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 in all of the Bible because of the premise of what it leads to. I love to build things. I love to, to build people. I love to coach. I love to see people win. I want to see you win. I want to see you win in your marriage. I want to see you win in your family. I want to see you win in the things that God has called you to put your hand to. And so we're going to look at the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7. And as we look at these words, he's, he's talking here and, and he's finishing probably or the greatest sermon that he ever preached. He, he's talking about like judging and evaluating things and, and what does it look like to judge and evaluate things and, and how do we do those things. And, and in fact, he even talks about fruit, like evaluating the fruit of your life. And, and here's what he says, starting in verse 24, you can read along right here. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Everyone who hears and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. I love what it said, the wise man. You got to hear. You think of the words of his brother James. You read in James chapter 1, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. It was almost like James was reiterating this. It goes on, verse 25, says, the rain came down. Now remember, this is the wise builder here. <clears throat> the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. It had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house and said, the rain has come down, the streams have rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, it's not, will the rains come? Will the storm come? Will the wind blow? It's when. It's coming. And some of you understand what I'm talking about because you're going, Pastor Chris, I'm right in the middle of a storm. I'm right in the middle of it. I know what this is like. I know what I'm experiencing. This is, this is not a fun season for me. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. You see, Jesus is saying, listen, this isn't just about information you see the teachers of the law did just that let me teach you the law let me teach you the the do's and don'ts let me give you all the information can i tell you something you're over inundated with information in society today you you, get, you have access to more information than anyone at any time in history and what jesus is getting at in our heart for you is not that we give you just a bunch of information but that we help you see how do you actually apply this? How do you actually take the authority of Jesus Christ into your life? You apply it. Apply the things that he's saying. You hear and you do and you understand that it goes from just information to revelation that leads to transformation. So how do we do that? How do we get from here to there? Or, or better yet, how do we get from, from hearing it to doing it? How, how do we do that? What, what, is it, what does it look like? Well, first is you've got to hear it you got to be open. Let, let's just start with the obvious. Okay, how do I get from hearing it to doing it? Well, you gotta, you got to hear it. you got to be aware. And then you got to be honest with yourself. you got to be honest. Get honest. you got to evaluate. It, it, just before this section of Scripture in chapter 7, he's talking about, Jesus is talking about fruit. 
You see, we could be doing things our own way. We talked about this a little bit last week. Every way seems right to us. We all have plans and ideas and how we think it should, should be going. But, but what happens is we're doing it our own way, but we're expecting a different result. We're thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I can just cut some corners and I can adjust this and I can, I can do it the way I think is best. Well, well based on your previous experiences, good and bad, based on your current circumstances and, and based on all your future hopes and dreams, what's the wisest decision to make? And sometimes the wisest decision to make is to seek wisdom. And not just seek wisdom, but then actually apply it. But you've got to be honest with where you're at. You've got to be honest that, that you're going one way and you're building one way and you have built one way and you keep trying to build that way and you expect a different result. It ain't going to happen. You're going to have to be honest with yourself. You can't build off a feeling. I feel like this is what I need to do. I feel like you got to build off his word. you got to lean into the master builder and get the master plans from his word and begin to build. But then after you, you get honest, then guess what? you you got to learn how. you got to be teachable. you you got to, like I said, seek wisdom. And, and you got to be open to receive, to listen and apply. Are you teachable? If you are someone who constantly may ask, hey, I'm getting honest, I need help, but you're not teachable, you're not taking and listening and applying to what those that God's put in your life are trying to help you see, because here's the reality, we all have blind spots. Wow, well, no, I, got, I don't need people in my life, I don't got blind spots. You need to get honest. <laughs> you go, are you saying, I want to be built to last. I want to I I go from hearing it to doing it. Well, you, you, you say you're getting honest, and you say you're learning how, but you're not teachable, which really means you're not getting honest. So, so you got to hear it, get honest, learn how, and then you got to dig deep. you got to dig deep. No matter where we're at in our relationship with Jesus, no matter how long you've been serving the Lord, can I tell you something? We can all dig a little deeper to strengthen the foundation of our relationship with Jesus. We got we to dig deep. We can all do this. It, it's good for all of us, no matter the season of life that we're in. And then what happens is we start doing it. So you go from hearing it, but you got to get honest, learn how, dig deep, and then you'll do it. That's how you get from hearing it to doing it. You see, this is so important. It's so important for us. I, I can remember building our first home in southeast Louisiana. And they'll do work on, on dirt when they're doing things like that. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If you've ever built in southeast Louisiana, there's one thing you better do. You better make sure you have a good foundation. Because pretty much every place you build is in what they call a flood zone. And so you better make sure the soil, and what they'll do before they build is they'll come out. And I remember when they built this house, or when we were building this house from the ground up, and they come out and they'll test the dirt, and they're just kind of checking things out, and, and how does the water drain, and what does it look like, and what are they doing? And then after they do that, they come out and they'll start pouring the foundation. But I can remember before they poured the foundation, I'm like, when are they going to come out and start pouring foundation? When are they going to let this happen? But can I tell you something? They had to make sure that the soil was ready. Then they had to make sure that the foundation was in place. Before they ever started doing anything else that even resembled a home, the foundation had to get laid. And can I tell you something? That's why we do series like this for us at Milestone. 
It doesn't matter how big we get one day. It doesn't matter how we continue to reach people and build lives. We're always going to talk about this right here. Foundation, foundation, foundation. Because without the foundation, we topple over. Without a strong foundation, we're not going to sustain what God has called us to do. You won't sustain what God has called you to do. It's why we do next steps like 101. It's why we talk about those things in 301. And we lay a foundation. We'll never get away because the goal for us is make a disciple that knows how to make disciples. The goal for us when you're reaching people and building lives is make a disciple. And then as you begin to grow as a disciple, a follower of Jesus, guess what you start doing? You start making disciples. It's not about just numbers and it's not about people just coming in. The question is, are you a disciple and are you making disciples? That is it. That's the goal. That's the target. And can I tell you something? If you're going to be a great disciple you got to have a great foundation. you got to have a great foundation. So how do we do that? I'm going to give you just really some simple and honestly some practical things that we're going to take from Matthew 7 that we can look at to see how we can, how we can have and build a great foundation. The first is this. you got to realize we're all building something. We're all building something. Whether you realize it or not, we're all building something. And, and, and if you look at what you're building and you don't like it, can I tell you something? You have what you create and you have what you allow. You have what you create and you have what you allow. We're all building something in our life and we have to understand, what is it that I need to do to begin to build? I can think when I go in and whether it's these little jewelry pieces, because guess what dad gets to be when they start making jewelry? Dad gets to be the mannequin, okay? But my kids have also recently gotten into Legos. So what happens is, if you know anything about Legos, look, if you're going to build a big Lego tower, like, I just want to build, like, just go big, right? So my, my little one, my youngest, she hasn't learned the ways just yet, right? So she likes to go high. We, we were at Cabela's yesterday, because that's what every good dad does when it's cold outside. You take them to Cabela's, you know? It's like a free zoo. You're like, look at that bear eating that deer. That's awesome, you know? And they're like, dad, what's going on there? Why is that mountain lion doing that? You know, it's like, what's it? hey, it's all right, you know? Circle of life. You saw Lion King. It's all good, all right? And, and so, and, 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 you know, they love it. And so my, two of my girls are playing checkers, and Meadow, the youngest, she's just stacking them. She's stacking checkers, and she's getting as high as she can. She gets as many checkers as she can get. Well, after a while, you get so tall, guess what began to happen to those checkers? They just fell over. Well, well you take that to building something. You take that to Legos or things like that. Can I tell you something? You're going to spend time. Let me build this base and build out and build out and build out and build out. <clears throat> and then as I do that, guess what you do? Then you start building up. Can I tell you something? That's one of the things I appreciate and love so much about Milestone Church and I appreciate about the leadership of Pastor Jeff is that, hey, we're going to build a base. We're going to build strong people. We're going to build foundations before we are getting too far ahead and before we get too dialed into getting way down the road, we're going to build a base. Because at the end of the day, you're all building something and the question is, what are you building? How are you building? We all build something, but when we look at it, and we step back from it, are we building a foundation that's going to be prepared for all that God wants to give us? Are we, are we building in a way that's built to last? Because here's the next thing you got to realize is that, listen, one, we're all building something, but two, what we build is going to be tested. 
when the storm comes. Not if it comes. Some of you, you just got out of a storm. You're like, oh, thank you, God. All right, can I tell you something? Another storm's coming. You're like, golly, Pastor Chris, Chicken Little Doomsday, man, this is terrible. I thought I was supposed to get encouraged. That's just life. A storm is going to come. When it comes, not if it comes, how are you built and what have you built on? We will all be, everything will be tested. It's not if, but when. It's coming. It's coming. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 13 Paul writes and he says, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Wise builder. And someone else is building on it. You see, you can't transfer a feeling. You can transfer a foundation. There are going to be other people, generations that come after you. Your children, your children's children, your children's children's children. They will build on the foundation that you lay. How are you building And someone else is going to build on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So he's saying, look, Paul's saying, listen, all these other things I'm about to share with you, they got to be built on the foundation of Jesus first. If anyone builds on the foundation using gold, silver, costly costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. It's going to be shown one day because the day will bring it to light and it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. The test is coming. The question is, how have you built? What, what does it look like? Some of, you, some of you remember this growing up in school and, and my kids and, and actually uh, Camden showed me this. She's got a really good math teacher. We're sitting down doing math. I'm like, man, I thought I was done like, you know, long division and all this stuff. Now it's amazing. You have kids, and all of a sudden, you got to help them do their homework, too. You're like, you, I was like, can I, when they go to college, I'm going to be like, can I, get a, can I get a dual degree? I mean, if I'm going to help, you know, whatever it may be, it's like you're helping them out. And so it's like we're, we're working on it. And, and I remember in my head, I just see it, and I'm like, well, here's the answer. She's like, well, Dad, i got to show my work. If you're in the education field, you know they're going to ask you, show your work. Well, well, I got the answer. I, I got the answer. No, no, no. Show me how you got to the answer. Uh, uh, and listen, why do we do series like this? Why do you need to know how to show your work? Because the test is coming. Because you can know scriptures, and you can hear about them, and you can come to service, but can you show the work? Because can I tell you something? A test is coming. A test is coming. And we want you to be able to show your work. We want you to be able to show, and this is not, don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not about working out your own salvation. This is not about proving God. It's about when the test comes, do you actually have a foundation? Do you actually know how to do this stuff? Do you actually know how to go to the Word of God and stand upon the Word and trust in Him? Do you actually know how to, how to, how to pray? Do you actually know how to apply the things that He's speaking to you? That's my hope and prayer for you. Because a, a, a test is coming. But here's the great thing is that we can all learn how God builds. We can all learn how God builds. That's why I'm so grateful for what Alex does with youth and next gen. That's why I'm so grateful for uh, Chris and all the team and all of you in here even now that may be in here attending. And then you're going to go back there and serve in just a little bit. What we do with our children and our young people in the next generation. And being able to show them how to build God's way, 
how to build God's way. We can learn. God can help you. And can I tell you something? Some of you in here, you, you're going, okay, well, it's a new season, and, and I want to do new things. I want to build a new construction. I want to build on God's foundation. But some of you go, man, I've been building a long time the wrong way. Can I tell you something? Nothing's too far for God, and nothing's too big. God can remodel. He can make all things new. He can restore those things, and he can, he can help you. I love the writer of, of Hebrews, and he's, Hebrews 11, verse 10, and it, and it says that Abraham was looking for a city, a land, a place where God was the architect, the designer, and the builder. Can I tell you something? You want to know how to build? You got to go to the designer and the builder. He will help you build. He will help you see what it looks like. And I want you to understand something. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about things like how, do you, how, how are you built to last in your marriage and in your family and in your finances. But let me make it very, very clear. Those are applications of this principle. This is about being built to last in your spiritual life. If you'll do this then you'll be able to apply all these other principles in all these other areas of life. If you're built to last in your spirit, then it will play out and be evident in your marriage. It'll be evident in your finances. It'll be evident in your interactions with people and in business. It'll be evident. So I want to make it very clear. This is not about being built to last so we have kind of some self-help and and how do we know how to win in different areas of life. No, no, no. This is about first and understanding. This is about being built to last in our spiritual relationship with God, in our spiritual walk, in our relationship with Jesus. And we can learn how. And when you do, you'll be built to last. So you, you may go, okay, well, Pastor Chris, what do you want me to do? Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do, because I want to make it very practical. I want you to get one of these participant guides on the way out. We'll have them. Our ushers may have them on the way uh, as you're walking out. There's actually a place where you can find uh, a small group here in just a minute. But I want you to get one of these participant guides. But here's the next thing I want you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I want you to get in a group. Did you know that the Word of God, and even if you do any type of reading in the New Testament, it was all about taking this Word and unpacking this together. Discovering this together. You can do anything for a little while. Next few weeks, come in together. Find a small group. Well, I don't know anyone. Find someone in the same season of life. The great thing is if you ask the right person the right question, you get the right answer. I'll help you find a group if you need. Our team will help you find a group if you need. But I'm just telling you, get in a group. And then the last thing I'm asking you to do, come to service. Not so you can hear me. It's not because of the information. It's so that you can continue to let the seed of God's truth be planted in your heart. And when that seed is planted and then that seed is watered, that seed begins to grow. And as it begins to grow, you begin to see fruit. You begin to build foundation. And you can be built to last. So get a guide, get in a group, and get here on the weekend. And here's the last thing I'm going to ask you to do. I don't have a slide for this because I just thought about it just now. I didn't think about it just now, but it just came to my mind. But I've been thinking about it. Invite someone. Let me tell you something. You're around people, a lot of people. You look at their life like, poof, glad I don't got their foundation. You may not use those words. I'm just using that in the context of what we're talking about. You're going, 
we all know people that, that they've got some faulty foundation. They've got foundation issues, and, and there's cracks in it, and you see it. You hear about it. They even share with you about it because they come into the office, and they talk about their marriage. They talk about the challenges with their kids. They talk about their health issues, whatever it may be. And they're just waiting for you to go, hey, why don't you come with me on the weekend? Or better yet, sometimes their first interaction with Milestone Church may be coming through your front door or the front door of your small group leader because they just come with you to a small group. Who's around you that can learn and needs to learn how to be built to last and that you could do that together? May I ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. I want to pray for you today. And, and you may be here and you say, you know what, Pastor Chris, I, I don't even... I, don't, I haven't even started building on a foundation because I don't have a relationship with Jesus. But today you can begin. If you're here today and, and nothing, you, you may go, I, Pastor Chris, I've been building on a bad foundation for a long, long, long time. And I need to change. I need to change some things up. I need to work on some things. If you're here today and, and you're saying, I, I want to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. You just simply, as you're seated there, you just simply ask Jesus to come into your heart. You simply pray and you say, Jesus, in your own way, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I surrender my life to you today. And I ask you to become the Lord and Savior of my life. I thank you that you can come and make all things new. I thank you that you can restore. I thank you that I can live a life built on the foundation of you, Jesus, the rock. If you prayed that prayer today, I, I want to encourage you, whether it's you, we have our ministry team that will be up here at the end of service, you may come and speak with one of them, or, or you may talk to someone out at, at our Welcome Center. We have resources that we want to put in your hand. We want to help you with taking these next steps in your relationship with Jesus. But I want to pray for all of us today, myself included. I want us to examine our foundation. I'm looking. God, show me. God, I pray for each one of us. I'm asking you to help me. Show me where there may be some cracks in my foundation. Where are some areas that I, I need to dig deeper? I need to strengthen my foundation. I pray for each one of us, God, that you would begin to show us where we... God, I pray, Father, if there are areas in our life where we become even prideful. We know the way we're building is not the right way. It's not the wise way, but we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not listening and, and being teachable. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would just, in a loving way, convict us and show us where our foundation is off. I pray for each one of us that we would do an inventory of our life, an inventory of our marriage, an inventory of our closest relationships, God, that you would show us where we can strengthen our foundation, that we may live a life that's built to last. In Jesus' name, amen.